0: Hey, what's up? Hello, welcome to Hack-A-Chat, the world's first NBA podcast coming to you straight from Lakeside, Chautauqua, Ohio. That's right, Dover and I have taken a trip and we are at Lakeside, but of course, we have on the phone is the star of my favorite childhood yogurt, Danimals. Dan, what are we going to do today?
1: Oh, uh, we're here to talk to who and tell you what happened to Harold Miner.
0: Behind the MacBook, we have the legend of Lakeside. Gyro, it's nice to be here. We're glad you showed up, man. We're glad that we could do this. We are up in Lake Erie. Oh, well, not in Lake Erie, Lakeside, Ohio, near Lake Erie, Ohio. Wait, um,
1: you guys are in the water? Oh not yeah, yeah, we're swimming in the water
0: uh, with a lot of plastic baggies. I
1: was gonna say things get electrocuted when they're when they're wet, so be careful.
0: Yeah, we're um we're we're keeping everything under wraps. No worries. Uh, we're actually uh, at, at a camp. Uh, Dover and I are helping some youths, uh, and uh, some of our youths oh, are old, here. Youth. Youths make some noise. Ah. Youths, we have them youths. here. <laughs> Guys, this is our first live audience. This, is. That is true. This is our Victor. first live audience. Um, it's, it's really funny because they can hear Dover and I, but they cannot hear Dan. And so I may have to repeat things to them for it to make sense that we're reacting to They're it. They're not even
1: sure that I exist at this point.
0: That is true. That is true. They're not. Um, we have a couple notes for you before we get into the brass tacks of the, the uh, finals, because dear goodness, we had some stuff going on with the finals. Uh, Dover and I and Dan, we all did a mock draft with the Game House president, Robert Haynes, uh, we went through the entire first round, uh, and it was a blast. We we live streamed it on Twitch. Dan, what did you think? Did you have fun?
1: I had a great time. NBA Draft was one of my favorite things, uh, and then we got to do, we got to purchase and kind of do our own NBA Draft and we have to throw some fake trades and some uh, some fake things that may go on on Thursday night. I had a good time doing it.
0: Oh yeah, it was it was a blast and a half. We uh, live streamed it on Twitch. Uh, it was just a, just a load of fun. We all we split up the teams and and we started making drafts. We made some trades later on in the show. We're going to cut to some highlights from that live stream that we had. Uh, We had some crazy picks, especially up top, and and big trades. Oh, and we had some trades as well, but we'll leave that to later. Uh, Dan, we do have a special guest with us. Uh, He's a gentleman. His his name is Cam Sipple, and uh, you probably don't know this, but Cam was a one time performer. Of the Cleveland Cavaliers dunk team. Cam, can oh, you say wow. hello? Say hello. Hi. That's him. That is that is our Cam. Uh, he's he's giggling. He's not sure what to say. And he's very nervous. And I love it. This is great. Uh, we also yeah. have. Uh, like
2: a dy- drop it. I bet his uh,
1: performances on the halftime show of the Cleveland Cavaliers were a little more dynamic than that drop it, But they're <laughs> dropping in the left.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's been doing solid, and uh, we'll see what kind of stuff he does in the future with the Cleveland Cavaliers. We'll keep you guys in tune. I talked earlier about uh, earlier in the season about my Ridgebacks, my boys who I have playing. I also have one of my power forwards, Bryce Efal. Bryce Efal, give me a shout. Hello. Thank you for that. Uh, he's he was my sixth man of the year. That was the award he got. Sixth yeah, he was my sixth of man of the year. year was Bryce Efal? He's here as well. Um, so you know we have we have a couple basketball lovers, a couple of our uh kids that we're just making sure that don't choke each other um and Preston is here Oh, Preston is also here <laughs> so uh i I th- we're we're having a lot of fun Dan are you ready to talk some uh, some finals talk?
1: I am ready to talk the finals I think we can get into it <sighs> I'm not ready to talk about the finals
0: okay, I'll talk about the finals um all right, we well, might as well go yeah. <laughs> Go. The NBA Finals finished Sunday night, and the Warriors lost. I can't
2: believe it. Seven games, they didn't win. Char- Charlie, it'll be okay. It'll, it's it, not gonna be okay. It, it'll, it'll, it'll be fine. Trust me, Chuck. Chuck. Chuck.
1: They were supposed you're to... in the wilderness right now. <sighs> you know, you're you're out amongst the the fresh air, the trees. Let that space over you after you more of this box for your, uh, your
0: Golden State Warriors. Here's the thing. This was supposed to be... Just think about what this was supposed to be. I I, I understand the plight of a Boston fan in 2007. The The New England Patriots were 18-0, and 0, going to the final game. They were supposed to win and become the greatest team in NFL history. what they do? Let David Tyree catch that freaking ball on his head, and they lost. It was horrible. And this is how I feel. This is how I feel. But instead of David Tyree getting a ball on his head, it's LeBron James putting his balls on Draymond Green's head. And then Draymond Green going, "Ooh, got to get those out of here. And then getting a suspension. And instead of being the greatest team in NBA history, they're now the team that lost to the Cavs. And it sucks. It's
1: Yeah, It's I, I mean, as an, as an Ohioan, there's a small part of you that gets it, though, right? I and mean, I understand the, the warrior fandom comes first, but there's a small part of you that at least feels for the state of Ohio and you know, Cleveland in general where it's like, hey, something bigger happened here. Something greater happened. Now, I know for NBA fans, something greater could have happened in the most historic basketball season that has ever right. been played. 73 but, wins.
0: But,
1: mm. Yeah, yeah.
0: But, but I don't understand why Cleveland's. happened here. I don't understand why Cleveland's whining about not having pro champions. Like a week ago, the Lake Erie Monsters won the AHL championship. It's Cam like, is actually wearing the T-shirt right now. They won the championship. I, people are like, oh, "We don't win anything." You did. You need to be grateful for what you have.
2: That's the AHL,
0: not the I NHL.
1: Go to the major, the major sports. It's major, a yeah, a major
0: sport. Dan, Dan and I there, are
2: on the same page.
0: What they get paid to play. Yeah. Dante Jones got Dante Jones got paid less for the Cleveland Cavaliers than any person on the uh Lake Erie Monsters roster. You are right that about. is true. That he is true. Nine thousand dollars this year and he played in a finals game.
1: Yeah, he had five points in game six. So uh don't don't look over Dante Jones. You know, he had a dynamite little run there. He had a, a basket and a hit, hit score hitting a three. So uh you know, Dante Jones played a key role in what the Cavs were doing in this series. No, didn't at all. But, I mean, the, the moment was, was so big. I mean, this was such a big moment for, for the state of Ohio. And I think, in general, you know, basketball fans overall, if there wasn't the – I think if there had been a team that, you know, didn't have this kind of feel like, this, like Cleveland does, then it could have been a, wow, I cannot believe the Warriors lost. Like, this is, this is the worst. But there's a feel-good story to it that makes you recognize that something bigger is at play here, uh, and you could see it last night as you know you were watching the the city and the, the streets of Cleveland, just people running around, people celebrating. I didn't hear too many arrests, so at least it was a <laughs> good in celebration. Not a in lot nothing. of tear gas. However, however, I did see there were uh, fans running around on top of public transit buses, so that thing. But I don't think many people got arrested, so that's good, positive there. Um, but yeah, I, it was just a, a really big moment for uh, for Cleveland, for the state of Ohio, and for NBA fans everywhere. It was pretty impressive.
0: Uh, Dan, by the way, you were talking about uh, how Cleveland, the city, reacted, and I and I just dropped in with a, not a lot of tear gas, and all of my kids were like, "What just happened?" <laughs> like, uh, they were talking about basketball yeah, a minute ago. Yeah, ago they and, again, they cannot hear you at all, but but Ian just like, "What do you mean tear? Who has tear gas?" <laughs> He's getting very afraid. This is making this right. so much more yeah. fun. Um, I have to say, my well, my, that, go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, I was gonna, I was, I was gonna there, shift topics. So you you go ahead. What's up?
1: Well, I, was say, I was going to say, as we start to break down the series more, do we want to get into the questions that we asked
0: for uh, for the series going into it, the four questions we had? Yeah, I mean, we can, we can start with that, but I, I do want to talk about how um, just a, like a feeling changed with the Warriors. This is something that happened. It was after Game 4, and um, not only this year but last year. At any point in time during just about any game, I'm I'm watching the Warriors and I can ex like I I almost expect I, I it's like in two minutes they can go on a 10-0 run like I, I just like I keep oh, right. thinking that over and go it's like sure sure whatever they're down nine but you know in three minutes they could be up four yeah and and I, I I kept thinking that over and over and over again uh, through last year and through this year and we got to this finals and and the way the Cleveland Cavaliers played defense. It stopped me from thinking that as we were, especially in the fourth quarter, which I'm sorry, I'm pretty sure the game was tied at 89 for like eight minutes in game seven. It was insane. I just, I never felt like "Mm, we could definitely get a bucket here. And and that's, that's something that I've never, I have never experienced as a Warriors fan that at any point in time we could be screwed. Like I I just always felt we could make this. We can do this. We can. We can come back from this. And it just. It just didn't well, I happen. Think,
1: I think that's. Well, I think that's right, and it's the right way of thinking. Because, like, I think as a, as, you know, Ohioan and cheering for the Cavs in this series, I was thinking to myself, "All right, when? When's the run? When's the run going to happen?" I thought right, that in right, game exactly. five, game six, and in game seven. Um, and you know, key points in game seven were the hat was about to drop, mm-hmm. the Cavs just stood in, and they stood in and he stood it, and Kyrie would make a ridiculous layup after Steph laid the three, and he would get fouled doing it. Uh, Clay Thompson would hit five points and be like, okay, now Clay is going to really get a roll in the third, and then Kyrie hits a ridiculous runner and gets fouled doing it again. Right. Um, you get late in the fourth where LeBron gets fouled shooting a three by Festus Dealey, a guy hadn't shot, and taking a shot outside of 18 he- feet all night, maybe. Yeah. And then Dealey goes for the shot fake and gets fouled making threes. Or mid and makes three free throws. Like right. All of the things you would expect to happen, especially you know Cleveland fans in general, are expecting the worst to happen. And I think I definitely took on that that mindset as I watched this. Well, here it goes. Here goes Clay. Here goes Steph. And I think as I thought that and watched it, I didn't realize it wasn't happening. Right. And then I got to that four minute stretch with eighty nine eighty was like, wow, this is a, this is a tight game. This, this is still good. And then I think the the time where it really hit home for me was when I think the first hope that I really felt throughout the series was when LeBron chased down Iguodala and got the block off the backboard. I like, think that was the first time I allowed myself to think <sighs> the Cavs are going to win this.
0: I had that was the heartbreak.
1: Are going to witness It really was
0: the LeBron um, chase down was it was the biggest heartbreak, and that and and it wasn't it wasn't even like a, I can't believe that happened. Once he blocked. Iguodala shot, I think I, I I know I turned to the guys who were sitting next to me and I went, that's pretty typical LeBron. I think you, uh, <laughs> I soon like, that's after that you uh,
2: you just uh, stood up and almost walked out, but you didn't.
0: Um, I waited until about 10 seconds left, and once the, the Cavs got the foul, uh, I left. I did not see the final 10 seconds of the game. Um, anyways, uh, so moving on, let's, let's talk about our questions. Let's talk about what we yeah. thought would make a big impact in this final. Uh, the first one I think that we should easily go to is what happened to Draymond Green. We asked, would he miss time in the finals? And lo and behold, he did game five coming back to golden state. He's not there because LeBron, I'm, I, I think LeBron knew what he was doing. He was just baiting. No, no, he, he was totally baiting Draymond into going after him. Um, I'm not. I don't want to have the discussion whether or not he should have gotten the call or not. We, really, he shouldn't have been putting himself in that situation to begin with. Um, but not having there for Game Five was was devastating. That could have been the closer. They could have been over in five. I would have won our prediction battle, and I would have stood on top of the world saying, man, you won one game out of five. How good are the Warriors now? And when when Draymond Green wasn't there, it was it all fell apart.
1: Well, I think it was one of those things where you see the, the team on the edge yep. of really slamming the door. And then you get this little thing that happens, even though you're going home, even though you're you're in a, an atmosphere that you've been comfortable in all year, you're, you're the, the sense of this is going to be done gets to you. And then when it doesn't, the mindset of trying to get yourself back to, we've well, got to really strap on and play because they're coming at us. It's hard to take your mind from a, kind of shutting it down in celebration mode to trying to get into a dog fight. And it, they never really came back. From that mindset, and Draymond's that guy. I think if Draymond plays in that game when they go home, I really think we're talking differently about how this thing played out. But since your emotional leader is there, and we was always play games, I mean, I would imagine it would have been a similar type of deal for him to get by to close it out. Um, when that guy's not there and really, you know, cow prodding everybody, it's a different feel and it's a different mindset. And I think it was that little change in the armor that allowed the Warriors to you know, second-guess themselves. And it was because of that we got to where we are today. And the Cavs are champions. So it's a bummer. Like, we were spot on about that. Did Draymond play and participate in every game? He didn't. And it really cost the words. I think uh, maybe the greatest NBA season in the history of
0: basketball. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, it was heart wrenching. It was, was heart wrenching to have him not there. Yeah. Um, but it, it, we we were we were spot on and, and we knew that that was going to be a, a huge turning point if it did happen. Another thing we were you were spot on about Dan. We we talked about who would be the surprise game stealer. You know who who is going to go off one game and just it'd steal a game in the finals. And uh, we both picked different guys. You picked Sean Livingston, and lo and behold, in that first game, Sean Livingston showed up to play ball.
1: Yeah, he did. He scored 20 points, with 8 for 10 from the field. And I remember thinking, watching the first game, was like, well, I was right in the prediction, but I'm upset that I was right because I was hoping that it was going to be a gas player that showed up and stole the show game one. <laughs> um, but, you know, that's what you have to have in the seven-game series. You have to have guys that you don't expect to make an impact, make an impact. Um, I think it was Dover, I think, that Tristan Thompson was one of the guys that we need to look at. And oh yeah. He had yep. an ultimate impact that 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 swayed the series, that changed the series.
0: No kidding. His
1: ability to uh to go after offensive of rebounds, to finish around the rim, to make his free throws. You know, he struggled he struggled in the first five games but down the stretch in the final two, he shot him when he needed to and made him. Um but yeah he was like fifty two percent for the series going into game six and I think he was seventy five percent last two games. Um uh, but he uh he made a major impact. offensive was the defense was huge the biggest part. You know, we, the next question we had on if you want to still dive into unexpected players stealing you
0: know, a game. No uh well I was gonna say Tristan Thompson, uh I think he earned his what, eighty five million dollar contract yes, in, the, in game six finally. and seven. Like he hasn't done it and all nobody yet. nobody could say that it wasn't worth their money after they won game six and seven.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, he, he definitely earned it because the next question we had was how how will the Cavs defend the high ball screen? What were they going to do to guard Steph in the high ball screen situation? And they did a lot of different things depending on mm-hmm. who was in that situation. Yeah, um, they tried to trap a little bit with Kevin Love, but the thing they could do that not every NBA team can do is you have a six foot nine center power forward right able to switch and play man to man defense on the MVP league. And he was able to do it. And he was able to do it in the most crucial moment. Um, and in the most crucial, crucial moment, Kevin Love did it. Yep. I could not believe it. Uh, yeah. I could not believe Kevin Love went into lockdown mode on Steph Curry, on the most crucial possession for the Warriors of the entire season. That... Uh, he got switched on a ball screen, and Kevin Love was man-to-man with the MVP. And he, he put the claims shot on him and locked him up and forced Steph to a shot that, He's taken a hundred times. but was a little uncomfortable because he had a six foot eleven guy in his face.
0: That was a, um, that was screaming Charlie moment. Um, when I saw Kevin Love keeping Steph Curry from scoring, I was I would, I, would, I was out of my mind, and I didn't say I don't think I like said anything, but I like stood up and I like, clinched everything, and I was uh, so angry.
2: Today, Charlie said. Uh, the one thing that right. still surprised me is the worst thing about the Cavs winning <laughs> the finals is Kevin Love gets a ring.
0: Kevin Love now has credit for winning an NBA championship. Like, I, I think I was so I was madder it. about that than anything else. <laughs> like, I just I was like, oh, the way this guy has played, especially in this finals, I was like, man. Some people don't deserve a ring, but he's going to get one, and I'm so mad about it. You know who wouldn't have well, deserved a ring uh, had they won is Harrison Barnes. Way to not show oh up, Harrison goodness. Barnes. Holy yeah, garbage. I, I,
1: hate be, I hate to be the, the person that, that I told you to so, but as a, as a North Carolina fan, we've seen this before. No freaking in kidding. Moment, in the biggest moment, he did not live up to the hype or play to his ability. Uh, what's crazy is he's going to get a huge contract this summer. So Good. He's going to pay him a lot of money Good. to be a small forward in the NBA. Go. And the thing with, with Harrison Barnes is, it is it's it's, a, it's a completely it's everything to do with his mind itself. Because he has all of the talent in the world, but just you get him in these, these moments where the pressure of the stakes are really high and he cannot perform. I thought last night in Game 7, he came out and, and hit a couple of shots to start. And I thought, uh oh. You know, here, here comes the avalanche. That yeah, right. hasn't gotten going yet. Clay, Clay hasn't gotten going yet. And Harrison Barnes is going to make his first couple shots. And now you're going to have to defend him. And to leave all of these open spaces for the Warriors to run and flow like they're used to. Uh, but he just could not close the gap and finish the game. And uh, yeah, Harrison Barnes did not step up in the big moments. But you know what? One of our questions was. Will Kevin Love step up in the big moments? Will the moment be too big for Kevin Love? And And I'd say through six games, uh, yeah, it was. Through six games, we were talking about, all right, who's Kevin Love going to play for next year? Right. Uh, How are they going to trade Kevin Love to the Boston Celtics? And how are the Cavs going to get assets? And What are they going to do to move Kevin Love out of this franchise? And then he asserted himself in game seven early on on the offensive board. Mm-hmm. He really did what he needed to do to make sure he was a presence in the game without needing the ball in his hand. Like, they didn't have to throw it to him in the post. Even at a very crucial time in the game, he got mixed on a, on a screen and switched with pull on him and hit a nice little jump hook in the, in the middle of the paint. Um, and then the key, key, key moment, he would match up on Steph, like we said, and put the clamps on him. So Kevin Love, the, the moment might have been shooting for a while, but something clicked in him and said, look, I am going to be a major role in this and you know, he earned here that money in game seven because you know what he walks away with an NBA championship
2: he
0: earned that money with that that defensive stop against Steph. like he I I now can't say anything about Kevin love and it, that makes me upset um yeah I this is the whole you know series uh, you know
1: it just what? stinks yeah you know what's, what's crazy we've, we've gone we're about what you know 10 minutes in a time at the finals we have yet to talk about LeBron James.
0: What is wrong with us? The unanimous finals MVP. Uh, I'll be honest. So today uh, we were out. um, We have this big camp. And it is a large community. It's not really a a camp that that we're working at. And uh, there's some volleyball courts and some basketball courts. And... um, There was one guy yelling, uh, Steph Curry is the greatest kid ever. And there was one kid going, LeBron James is the greatest ever. And like they're both, no, Steph Curry's the best. No, LeBron's the best. No, Steph Curry's the best. And I just walked up and I was like, guys, LeBron is the best player in the world because he did it in the finals. LeBron is the best player in the world because, holy crap, he got a triple-double in game seven. And Steph Curry didn't play his best game. Steph Curry came out. He straight up said before the game started, I have to play the best game of the season, if not my career, if we want to win. And he didn't. He didn't. And LeBron, he freaking showed up. A triple-double, that was no joke. And that, man, like I said, signature move from LeBron at the very end with the chase down block on Iguodala. He's just, he was all over it. I can't. I, I, I concede. LeBron is still amazing. Amazing.
1: Well, what's crazy is going back a couple games in, in in game five. So game game four, you know, you get the the Draymond between the legs shot and I he's just done in game five. So what you, what do you have in those couple of days in between the games? You have play Thompson's fouling his mouth off. You have Draymond spouting his mouth off You have Blake Thompson's dad Michael Thompson spouting his mouth off You've got Aisha Curry <laughs> spouting her mouth off Oh my
0: gosh and, and shooting just, the tweets you, out too
1: I know If you poke the bear too much The bear's going to respond And bears are dangerous Bears are very dangerous
0: Bears are very scary They poke
1: the bear so much We come out he comes out, And you know I'm going to put 41 on you And we're going to fly back to Cleveland We're going to play in a game 6 Uh and he did it by shooting the jump shot. You know, those of us who have watched LeBron over the last, you know, 13 years he's been in the league, The one knock on him is, in the big moments and big games, he shies away from shooting the ball because he doesn't trust himself doing it. It's very apparent. It's very apparent that he does not feel comfortable taking and making shots from outside of the paint in big moments. Um, but, in the biggest moments in game five to keep the team alive he beat the Warriors jumped out and they dared him they really dared him to shoot it from outside 15 feet and he did it and when he has got that going 6'9", two, two, there's nothing you can do because now you have to crowd him and now he's going around you and now he's getting to the rim uh, and when he when he, that light turns on there's skin he's a free trade he's a runaway free no trade there's nothing you can do to stop him even against uh, and that's Iguodala what he did the last three games
0: yes even against Iguadala, I yeah. mean, seeing him against some of the best, uh, Draymond Green, he, you know, he was the defensive player of the year runner up. And, you know, yeah. LeBron just does what he needs to do. Um, I think that's a well documented fact. And LeBron wins his championship for Cleveland, which is probably more meaningful than either championship or, or both championships that he won for the Heat. Uh, we could talk more about the LeBron legacy later. Uh, you know, we, we've got. A lot we've talked about with the finals already. We've had a lot of fun. We are actually going to kick it to our highlights of our draft uh, special that we had on Sunday night. And uh, we had a lot of fun. Again, these are some of the recorded highlights, so we hope you enjoy them. All right. Well, today we are going through the first round of the NBA draft. Uh, We have divided the teams uh, between the four of us, myself, Gyro, uh, Dan and Robert, and we're going to uh, pick pick some players, uh, pick what we think might happen or what we want to happen uh, in the Alex. first round of Thursday's NBA draft. Mm-hmm.
3: This is always one of my favorite times of the year, uh, diving into seeing how these guys are going to fit into new teams. Obviously, you know, we're finishing up the season. We still have a Game 7, which is incredible. So it's going to be really cool to jump from Game 7 right into one of the most fun times of the year, which is all these teams jockeying for free agents, draft picks, and how to form their team into what they're going to be next season. So
0: really fun time. All right, we're going to have – this is it. This is 90 seconds that we are going to talk about the actual NBA Finals because other than that, I don't want to hear about it. Uh, it is a travesty that we are at Game 7. This is the worst. Okay. I can't believe it.
2: <laughs> Calm down. I'm Calm so down. mad.
0: Honestly, the, I'm, I have things to do tomorrow. I can't be worried about Game 7. This is just horrible timing, and I'm mad about it. 30 seconds are up. Yep. Okay. Are you done? You're done? No. I'm not done. I just, well, I
3: just know, wanted to can, keep it in can, this space. Now we we, so can, we can, can talk, talk about all it. about it. You know, I assume we were going we are going to record probably Monday or Tuesday of next week, so we can talk all about it then. But let's focus oh, yes, on the NBA are. draft here.
0: All right, let's yeah let's let's get down to some brass tacks. We're gonna go uh, team by team in the first round, um, and you know it, it'll change based on where we are, who's picking what, and what's going on. Um, Robert is our, uh, man of the presentation. He has the pictures and the fun, uh, uh graphics, and he'll be making all of that good stuff happen while we, we put do. in our picks. So, uh, if it looks bad, don't blame us. Um, I mean, no, no, it's <laughs> going to be great. <laughs> it
4: should be. It should be all right. It's, it's just a nice <laughs> little thing to kind of show what we're doing, right? I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. it makes it look at least a little bit more official. I mean, if you look at this front page, I mean,
0: come on. Look it, was, it was hard enough for me to go through it on my it just in my <laughs> own head after we got to the third pick I lost track So this will <laughs> this will be a lot easier Exactly
4: um, exactly and we'll be able to go back once we're done We can go back through and be like, oh, I actually hated that pick Why did I do that or I love this pick this ended up being my favorite pick of the draft um, Being able to do that. We did this with our NFL draft, too, and it was a blast It was a heck of a lot longer than this one's going to be because I think we ended up doing two or three rounds uh, and there were trades going back and forth and oh man, it was, it was crazy. Uh, we had some pretty nuts trades, um, but it was, it was a good time and there, there could be trades here tonight. People, you better be ready to go because Ooh, uh,
3: I, I'm, I'm, I'm prepared. Uh, and oh, I'm, I'm very prepared with one very large trade.
4: <laughs> oh buddy, we're going to have to see. It should be, it uh, should be quite interesting. Um, I, I know, I'm really excited. I've never actually done my own NBA mock draft until this year. Um, so this was really fun for me. I've only ever really done the NFL because my friends only really liked the NFL. And now I've got friends who like the NBA.
0: And I love yeah, the NBA. you have th- three new friends, Robert. And we're glad that yeah. we could fit that quota for you. Uh, but, you know, this is fun to talk about it. Let's actually do it. Let's get down to some brass tacks. Let's, Let's start it. picking.
4: Absolutely. Are you ready, Robert? Oh, I'm putting myself on the clock. I'll have a two-minute timer. Um, and when you hear uh, this noise, then that means that your time is up. So uh, you right. have to have a does pick mean, in.
3: Does that mean our time is up, or does that mean we have to dance
4: in front of everybody that That's we're you. around? Um, it, there's, it's a double thing. It's a double, double deal. We're doubling sure. down there. Okay. 100%, man. Um, but, yeah, so I'm going to put myself on the clock. Um, you guys are, are welcome to chat. Um, once my pick is in, I will just say, hey, guys my pick is in okay so that
3: sounds,
2: well, sounds that being, good
3: that being said what is there to say about the philadelphia 76ers being on the clock with the number one overall pick
0: they finally wow. got it they finally got the number one pick and sam Hinkie isn't there to celebrate it which is i know. Devastating for him i, I think like the household i know might be not be watching the draft
3: and and we talked about this you know i think in the podcast when when that whole you know Hinkie stepping down went on and we were like yeah you know this is finally gonna be the time where they're gonna hit on all of these guys and they're gonna it's just gonna come to fruition that all of these players are gonna develop into these great players and he's not gonna be around to take any of the credit for it which is gonna be such a bummer but they just need so much right like there's so much the 76ers need to become a real nba franchise that i don't even know number one pick can do it. I don't know if five picks in this draft can do it. There's just so much reconstruction that needs to take place with this franchise that it's going to be a, a very long climb unless they can make some moves. I know, I know Jaleel Okafor is a guy that uh, is being rumored. This a guy that's on the table. Same with New Noel. It sounds like Joel Embiid is kind of their guy still trying to get Dario Saric over here, but it still sounds like he's not going to be coming anywhere anytime soon. So lots of things going on pick
4: that is currently in if that was the nfl but it's not it's nba so we'll make our own little jingle for it but um i'm picking jamal murray shooting guard out of kentucky wow what What? i I am going to tell you there are there are a few reasons for it first off they have gone front court way too often and they have decent pieces there right now i'm i'm tired of it i want a backcourt option i spent a lot of time going back and forth on a couple people and I think that Jamal Murray has what they need. He's got the scoring. He can pass pretty well. He's got to work on his defense, obviously, and he's not a big guy. But I agree with Coach Cal. Coach Cal said that he thought that they should be picking Jamal Murray. I agree with him. They absolutely need a guard right now. And I think that Jamal Murray is going to go first. In my mind, this doesn't mean that I think the 76ers will do it. This is what I would do if I were them.
0: This is oh, great. Gosh. This is fantastic. Uh, the word befuddled. Is what uh, is what I'm thinking of because yeah. <laughs> I think we're all pretty, I, everyone's pretty sure that it's going to be like one of two guys. Oh, for, for sure. sure, for sure. It's and I wanted to go back and big time. discussion that it's either going to be Ben Simmons or Brandon Ingram, 100%. and um, that that wasn't even my my fourth pick for that one. And so you going way off the board is incredible.
3: Yes, I that think it's so. very fun. Uh, speaking to Jamal Murray, he's a guy that I really like. He is. A guy that can create his own shot off the dribble and off of the triple threat action where he's, you know, using a jab step going right into the left. Um, He's a knockdown shooter. So in a league that is becoming more and more and more about guys that can stretch it and shoot it, uh, he is a guy that can definitely do that. And I don't know about taking him number one overall, uh, but he is – I think of the guys in the draft, he is in my top two of guys that I really like a lot. So, yeah, Jamal Murray, number
4: one. And you are on on the clock, by the way, too.
3: And I am on the clock. Well, you know what? I had a lot of scenarios for the Lakers. And and
0: did any of them consist of both Ben and Brandon being available?
3: Uh, no, they did not. Uh, they all were one or the other or the next scenario. Now, now I only have a little bit of time here. Should I discuss the possible trade that is now being called in to do, uh, do, to do. me? If there's what a trade, you got? then
4: you gotta do it.
3: Well, rumors. Chris Broussard, uh, fake Chris <laughs> Broussard is is re, is reporting that Vladi Dvortz and the L.A. Lakers front office are in contact. Um, from rumors out there that things are. A trade between the Sacramento Kings, a team that I also hold, and the Los Angeles Lakers. The rumor is that the Lakers would be getting DeMarcus Boogie Boogie Cousins for the number two overall pick, Julius Randle, Nick Young, and Lou Williams. So, (laughs) the money works out between the two. Uh, The draft pick would net the the Kings – another chip to build their franchise and the it would net the lakers their star that they so desperately want so at this point i am hearing that that is a possibility, a possibility. uh not real to you, you not have two a real minutes
0: to make up this fake story and now your 2 minutes are over either it happened or it your, didn't. your time's
4: up in about 20 seconds here my so, friend
3: so actually my time is up your time is up now my time is up, so I'm going to say it did not go through knowing that Ben Simmons was on the board, so the pick <laughs> is going to be Ben Simmons, power forward,
2: LSU. Oh,
4: Wow. It's a, there we go. Look the at pick that. That's a great pick. I mean, they ben absolutely Simmons. need their star, right? And um, whoever has the Nets, he has got the Nets? I haven't looked.
0: Uh, I have bad news for you. Um, the Boston Celtics own this pick, not the Brooklyn Nets. Why did I put that there?
4: I well, know. I can change that. So there you go. Uh,
0: you uh, guys of going. I, I am that. Uh, controlling the uh, the Boston Celtics. Correct. They not, have, they have the third pick. This. Uh, so this uh, means I have to t- take somebody now. Uh, but what it really means is I have to learn how to type. Um, here's the thing. I really freaking wanted Jamal Murray. Right? Um, <laughs> I'm not going to get it. And that's upsetting. Um, Mark Stein was reporting earlier that uh, the the Boston Celtics were floating this pick out to the uh, Portland Trailblazers. Uh, but the Portland Trailblazers were having none of it, um, which is ridiculous because it's the number three overall pick. I don't understand why they weren't interested. Um, but, you know, that's the Trailblazers being buttheads. Um, Dan owns the Trailblazers, by the way. From Uh, what
3: I understand, the Trailblazers have a lot of guys that they have young chips and the Celtics were just asking for too much.
0: I think that the Celtics were willing to negotiate and you just closed the door without asking.
3: I did. (laughs) I did. Terry Stotts wanted nothing of it.
0: Well, let me get down to some brass tacks here then. No,
3: but speaking of the Lakers' previous pick, Ben Simmons is a guy that can do a lot of things. Uh, I think in an era where we're trying to go small and small and small to match him with Julius Randle together uh, could be really fast-paced offense. And then having D'Angelo Russell run that offense for the Lakers uh, would be good. Now, you had the opportunity of getting your hands on a guy like Boogie Cousins. uh, It looks like the clock just ran out to really go into negotiations on that. Uh, But the Lakers are are moving in in a direction where they are trying to be uh, like everybody else in the league. Instead of trying to just grasp at getting any free agent and getting them in the door, uh, we're actually trying to build. And it sounds like that's what they're trying to do with this pick. And they're building a young core with uh, Simmons and... The, uh, the two that are already there, and Randall and Russell.
0: Um, I'm thinking with Ben Simmons, he's going to be one of the most dynamic players in the league in eight years. Oh, I'm sorry. I misspoke. I meant to say that he is going to be one of the most dynamic players in the Spanish league in eight years because I don't wow. think he's bust. Be I wow. think that this kid's a bust. Big oh, time interesting. bust.
3: Interesting. Mark it down. Mark it down. Chuck Mark P. calling down. out Ben Simmons.
0: Seems like he's got an attitude issue. It seems like he's got a shot issue. I'm just I don't know. I I don't I'm not buying the Ben Simmons, which is why I was glad that the option wasn't available for me. The Boston it's Celtics have entered in McCoy. their pick and they are ready to go.
4: Cue the music. There it is. All right, we're moving it over. So, with the 3rd pick in the NBA draft, the Boston Celtics select Brandon Ingram. Small
0: forward from Duke. Brandon Ingram should have been the number one overall pick. I think he's one of the most talented people, and having a tall, lanky, uh, small forward uh, who can score from no matter where he is on the court, uh, the Boston Celtics are now going to become a a contender just almost immediately, if not next year.
3: Now, do you think the Celtics are worried about his frame and uh, his ability to put on and add weight?
0: Um, Have you seen Kevin Durant? Have you seen I have how <laughs> and skinny that kid is, and he won MVP. I'm not worried. If- okay, no, no, I'm not. No, this
3: is not a. a I'm just. I'm asking as a a fan who was uh, just interested in Brandon Ingham's ability to add weight. When post his abil- post his time at Duke, he has come out and you know tried to do the the strength and conditioning, and has has only added seven pounds, if I understand, which is not a great deal in the you know couple months that it's been since that time, but. You know, some guys can just play strong and not have to look like they are, you know, CrossFit cut-up guys. So, right. no, I, I think it's a good pick. I like Brandon Ingram. I hate that he went to Duke, uh, but, uh, you yep, know, he, yep. can, <laughs> he can stroke it. Now, I was reading Chad Ford's mock – or not mock, but his uh, his big board today. And a lot of guys are, are intrigued by his three-point shooting. They think that, oh, he's just like he's a good shooter – but as these guys have really dug into who he is, he's only, he only shot 68% from the foul line this year. And they, the NBA scouts that have done this for a long time think that free throw shooting is a true indicator for how well a guy will actually be able to translate shooting threes in the NBA. So they're a little worried about that lower number. Uh, but I, I still think he's a, he's a great fit. Uh, he's a guy that will be a, a star in the league eventually with the talent that he has. And I think Boston so desperately needs that. And it's, uh, it's their guy. They got him.
0: One minute left for you,
4: Mr. Pryor.
0: Well, I don't think we need the minute because the Phoenix Suns oh, love there a you lot go. of things. And one of the things that they super love is guards. So I think that they knew where they were, this was going to head if their man was available. And their man was available. So I think we're, the Phoenix Suns are ready to make their announcement.
3: If Let the podcast it is ready. I, we, I think I'm ready.
0: All right. All right, can we do the thing? Are we doing the thing? I don't know. I don't have a computer in front of me. This is going <laughs> to me.
4: <laughs> oh, it's your picks up there now. It is uh, It'll it. be up there in just a second on our, uh, on our screen there. Oh, there it goes on mine. Buddy Heald. It's Buddy
0: Heald. Stud. Buddy Heald, he's a guard out of Oklahoma. This guy, first off, this guy has the best attitude uh, I've ever seen out of mm-hmm. any player since Stanley Johnson claiming that he can guard LeBron no matter what, and he's 19 years old. I love friggin' Buddy Hield. He's got uh, he's got a real pair of what we call Sam Cassells, and uh, <laughs> he he knows how to use them. He knows how to use them. I couldn't
4: agree more. I think it's a great pick. Um, yeah. You, you you hurt me though, cause I was considering it uh, here at five for my Timberwolves, um, which by the way. There was no bias. I literally just did a randomizer and I got them and I was freaking pumped. That's awesome. Um, I was wondering I how you was did very that. Happy. Yes. I just, I literally just was going team by team and just putting people in places. And like the way that I was doing it was basically like one, like I took each team from a division basically and just split them up. And when I put it through in the randomizer, I got them. So I was pumped. That's great. Um, I was very happy go. about it. Um, but. Uh, you took my you took my guy. I was really hoping for some reason that buddy would fall But uh, clearly that is uh, as you can see not the case So um, going I minded. have to Do go. It. I'm gonna have to go to my plan B um, And I'll be announcing that here in just a moment if you guys would like to talk about buddy a little more Well, well buddy, first first of off,
0: um, buddy being think, best go. friends with Toby Bryant is awesome Um, Because that means that through Buddy Heald's career, we're going to see more of Kobe Bryant just hanging out with Buddy Heald. Um, I think that's the greatest friendship I've ever seen. Um, I'm really excited about that and what might happen with it. I'm really excited to see them in commercials because there are like eight different versions of Kobe. And I think commercial retired Kobe is the second best Kobe. If you've seen him in any of his commercials since you were he retired, he's awesome. I, he's so fun. He's I love Kobe now.
4: I agree with you. Um, and uh, my pick is in. Oh, wow. that was They, they sprinted to the podium with that, that pick. Oh, absolutely. Once Buddy absolutely. went up on the board. Yep. Once Buddy was off the board, I was ready to Ooh. go. Uh, the, Minnesota Tim- the Minnesota Timberwolves. Excuse me. Pick Marquise. Chris.
0: Oh. Power forward. <laughs> out
4: of Washington.
0: Oh, no.
3: Doug is so not happy right now. <laughs> no, he's not because that was – this guy I, I cannot be more excited about. Uh, he is exactly what the NBA draft is all about. Mm-hmm. Is he? Is he long? Is he athletic? Mm-hmm. Can he jump? Can he possibly be something really good? We don't know. But I'm enamored with all of these other things about him, so let's just put him on the board. The cool Absolutely. thing about the Timberwolves is they now have maybe the best defensive mind – going in basketball right now to kind of mold this guy into a freak show defender to go alongside with Carl Anthony towns. Mm-hmm. If, if this plays out like this in real life, I will be so excited because it will be a great position for him to be in. He won't have to be worrying about carrying any kind of load offensively. He won't have to worry about really developing those offensive skills in a hurry. He can wait and kind of just develop the ability to guard the three and six feet in front of the basket, which he can already do based on his ability and size and athleticism. So if this plays out like this in real life, I will be so pumped that he goes to play with the Timberwolves. So, awesome pick for them
4: here. Yeah, I was super pumped. Um, I, I, You know, I had, like I said, I had Buddy just because, you know, the Timberwolves really need some three-point shooting right now. They need some help from beyond the arc. But, like you said, Cat was awesome this year. I freaking yes. loved watching that boy play. And, man, can he play. Um, it, it was really exciting. I'm giving myself 30 seconds here real quickly to talk about my pick because I do have the next pick as well. Oh, do uh, it! Yeah, Anthony take it. So So, um, you know, I, I, I just thought, you know, I was going back and forth, and it, it honestly, you know, when I first heard about, you know, about Chris, I was like, ah, he goes to Washington. Like, I don't know. Like, I haven't really heard a whole lot about them lately. And this was at the beginning of the year, and then, I mean, he's a freak. I mean, he's a freak athlete, and going on a team of young players. I mean. Obviously, Pekovic is done. I, I, I think that he's there's there's no chance that he's going to really be what he was. They need somebody down there with Cat. And I, I think that he, they, he might be the guy. And, you know, they're, they've already got plenty of different guards. You know, they've got Cat. They've got a lot of tools. And I said it last year. They may not have looked good record-wise, but that team looked really good at times and showed a lot of flash. I mean, they've had, what, the last two – um, rookies of the year so Just clearly they've got, got good they look
0: with there. the uh with um, tom thibodeau as a coach an actual head oh, coach
4: oh, i think gonna be they're amazing. gonna look
0: phenomenal i, I yeah. totally
4: totally agree with you and that's why again um as you were saying i literally if there was a podium i was gonna sprint to it so uh, yes yes <clears throat> there was there was definitely that and um my next pick is in by the way. Oh jeez, um, this is just flying off of the rails quickly.
3: Uh, well, we had yeah.
0: Marquis Chris. So where are we going to go next? Uh next
4: and I'm going to put it up first before I announce it. Chris Dunn, point guard out of Providence. And I spelled Providence wrong real quickly. Oh, that,
0: that wasn't even close. <laughs> Yeah,
4: I was I was typing while talking to you guys. Um, so Chris Dunn, obviously, I mean, the, what more can you say? Providence will always bring out these players. Um, they they they're not you know like one of the best programs, but they're always pretty consistently good. Um, I just remember watching them, you know, as a kid playing, you know, UC a lot. Um, and, and Chris Dunn, you know, he he's got it. He's got a lot of really good things going on for him. Um, he he's got good size for a point guard. Uh, he can play some defense. He's really quick. He can handle the ball really well, and I think that he's going to do really well for this team um, that desperately, desperately needs a point guard. Um, their, their guards are, are pretty much all leaving. Um, Norris Cole's gone. Eric Gordon's gone. Um, you know, they they need somebody. Jeru Holiday, obviously, is still there, and Tyreek Evans are still there, but um, I think they want to get a little younger. I think they want to bring in some of that quickness, and I think they want to give – you know, somebody uh, to get Anthony Davis the ball and, and help him score. <laughs> uh, and, and I think that, you know, at least for me, I was surprised the Pelicans took such a big step backwards after the year that they had had before. Um, so I think that this, this pick this high up, um, taking that guard that they need um, to learn even from Drew Holiday uh, will absolutely be a great pick for them.
0: I, love I like it. it. I think I Chris Dunn is going to be solid. Mm-hmm. I do too. Orleans. I think that they, they needed guard help. Um, I, this makes all the sense in the world. Totally.
3: Yeah. I don't know that he's a like transcendent going to be the best player we've seen come out of college in a long time, but he will be just a quality NBA player that will grow into what Charlie and I talk about a lot as an NBA adult. Like He will just be yep. an NBA adult. He You can put the ball in his hands. He can run an offense. He can run a team. He's a guy that, you, know, you can you can trust in moments that are, you know, kind of scatterbrained and thrown around all over the place. He can he can put the ball in his hands. He can run the team. I like the pick here. I think it's a good fit.
0: Yeah, and right here in the lottery, you know, you you don't expect the transcendent players. You hope. It- you hope that you get more than your money's worth, but right now you're looking for somebody who can be a serviceable, long career guy, and I think that's what you found in Chris Dunn. You know, maybe make it to a couple All-Star games, you know, like a Kyle Lowry kind of guy. You know, it, he'll yes. you'll put in his work, he he'll make some big flashes in the in the pan, and, and you know, then go back. He's not a Hall of Famer, he's not a transcendent player, but you're looking for somebody who can be serviceable for a long time.
4: And there's one minute on the clock for the Denver Nuggets right now.
0: Well, I have some uh, fun news. Do we have a – do you have a breaking news sound, Dan? Yes. I. Do I your breaking I, news
3: no, no, I, Oh, Oh, no. I thought you were talking – I was just excited about breaking news in general. Um, no, it, no do a
0: breaking news sound. We breaking news ba-
3: sound. Ready? It's, it's going to be – <laughs> There you go. Ba, ba, I love, ba, ba, it. Ba, I love it. it. I think that's already a thing.
0: That's um, CNN. That's CNN yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah. But it's I did so, right?
4: right?
3: No, it's it's like the vanilla ice thing where it's like, no no no, I they there is ba papa well, We here. We are ba ba, ba, ba. It's just different.
4: <laughs> the small, small tonal difference. Different. I love but, it. Oh, so... you,
0: you could not you couldn't hear you hear it. it'll be fine. All yeah, right. No, so, yeah, we're breaking news. Breaking news. The Denver breaking. Nuggets are trading the number seven overall pick oh, plus boy. Kenneth Fareed Ooh, to the wow. Charlotte Hornets. Oh, yeah.
4: Yes. Get this them involved in
0: this. 22nd pick, Frank Kamitsky, and a sign and trade with Nick Batum. Wow. Seventh overall pick. Dover is moving up. Oh, yeah.
4: I, I, I'm intrigued. On your I'm intrigued because now I want to know who you're going to pick.
2: Well, <laughs> <laughs> I know? does he know he's going to pick? <laughs> I do know who I'm going to pick. He knew what he was going to yes. pick before I even started this trade. I knew I was going to pick, and uh, well, pick I, well hold on, I have news. This trade happened at uh, three in the afternoon. So we <laughs> yeah, we already knew what was going to happen.
3: <laughs> we knew this was going down.
0: Yeah, this was well in the books. This was this was yeah, this was already happening, and we just forgot to call Commissioner Silver. But whatever.
2: So my pick is in. Are we? Are we
0: Hold ready? on, I'm. I are have you, to type are you the still things. still typing it? Nice well, I don't typing. know how to type. You're the computer guy. Well, no. you're talking to me about typing. Come garbage. on. What is, uh, California? He's taking Jalen Brown.
2: <laughs> Jalen Brown.
4: Oh yes. California. It's a good pick, man. I really like that pick. Getting rid of Frank Kaminsky for
2: it, though. Yeah, getting rid of Frank Kaminsky, but bringing in Kenneth Reed to play Power Forward 5. Uh,
0: I'm going to be really honest. Um, I really wanted Frank Kaminsky uh, to come to a team that I was controlling because Frank <laughs> Kaminsky and I have the same birthday and that's a um, <laughs>
2: I, I also think that
0: the Denver Nuggets could really use a, a wing player like Nick Batum. And so getting the sign-in trade on that will be awesome, but the Denver Nuggets also have their eye on another player later on in the draft, so they think they they have still got their options open, and the, so this could work out.
2: Both of us came out of that trade with good picks, I think.
0: Yeah, I you think got so Kenneth too. Reed, uh, and oh, uh, we also want to let the record show that uh, Dover cannot keep track of the difference between Kenneth Reed oh, and Jay, Jay Crowder. Oh, Jay Crowder,
2: it's just it's the same person. They both went to it's, colleges
0: that start with the letter M. They both have. They, so they wore the same colors. Murray, what?
2: No, Morehead State. Morehead State, yeah.
0: And uh, Marquette the same colors. I've so said. He saw him in college. I've
2: said three times today that Kenneth Fareed played for the Celtics. Yeah. Three times.
0: No, he has no idea who who. Uh, I can't get it straight. Kenneth Fareed and, and Jay Crowder are. So that's going. <laughs> to. I can't get it straight. All right. We hope you enjoyed those highlights. Let us know if you liked uh, that mock draft. Uh, Shoot us an email. Shoot us uh, some tweets and stuff. You know where to find us, and we'll let you know at the end of the show as well. Uh, We had a lot of fun doing it, and so we hope that you guys had a lot of fun listening to it. Uh, Of course, we're nearing the end of our show, but we have a few topics that we like to get to just like we always do. Dan?
1: Yes. It is time for my favorite time of the show. Uh, even though talking about the Cavs championship has been a lot of fun, this is a very close second. It is time for one of our favorite things: keeping up with Chris Dapps. <laughs> Well, as you we know, Chris Dapps is not currently playing in the NBA. He's not. However, don't for, do not forget about him because uh, I don't know if you've noticed these Kobe Bryant commercials that they've infused the Ghostbusters with them.
0: Love Kobe uh, Bryant.
1: Bryant is doing his, his next phase, and that includes being a fish man for the new Ghostbusters movie. Mm-hmm. Well, in, in this series, uh, he has made his way to the garden, and guess who is in the garden to be a Ghostbuster with Kobe Bryant? Is it Chris Depps? Carmelo Anthony. Oh. But more importantly, it's Chris for It's Chris Dapps. He is a Ghostbuster now. <laughs> with Chris Spike Dapps Lee. Porzingis is a Ghostbuster with Spike Lee, with Carmelo <laughs> Anthony, and Kobe Bryant. Um, he is the most important Ghostbuster because he's the closest thing to looking like a ghost <laughs> as the rest of those guys. <laughs> so, he can at least make himself look like he's part of the team and guess what? He swoops in and kills all the ghosts. So, Kristaps Rodriguez making his way into the mainstream media, getting himself into a huge ad campaign with Cody Bryant, Carl Anthony, and Spike Lee, little Kristaps, love him in the Ghostbusters and that was Keeping up Christ. Back to you,
0: Chuck. All right. Two things on that one, Dan. First off, um they bust the ghosts. They don't kill them. They, like, trap them. And they, like, I think they set them out you free can't in the kill wild. kill a thing that's already dead. They, they, I think they set them free in the wild or something. I don't know what they do once they it's trap them.
1: Double, <laughs> kill.
2: It's a, it's a double <laughs> kill. Double kill. Okay. Uh,
0: thing number two. Thing number two. Um,. There are a lot of iterations of Kobe Bryant, you know, with Shaq, with the fro shaved head, um, you know, in his uh, MVP state, you know, with his other Lakers team that went back to the finals. Old man, grumpy Kobe. Commercial Kobe, commercial retired Kobe is like my second favorite Kobe. Uh, he's been so much fun. He's been in like three different commercials. I've absolutely loved every moment of them. Kobe Bryant is making a resurgence back into my heart.
1: <laughs> he de- he's definitely, definitely enjoying uh, post-Laker basketball. Tell you that right now.
0: All right, now that we've hit the end of the show, we have some trivia that we're going oh, to get yeah, to. Uh, I don't have my notes up, and so I'm not going to worry about what the scores are right now. We'll figure that out later. Dover has yes. our trivia question. Dover, what do we got?
2: It's draft time.
0: Ooh, so it is moving on since
2: the 1989 draft how many all-stars were not drafted in the first round
0: since the 1989 draft
2: yes the first one was in that draft how
0: many all-stars were not drafted in the first round
2: bonus point if you get the most recent one
0: um Okay, well, I have the most recent one. Yeah, actually. that was a really easy one. I that hope one both was of ridiculous.
2: That's ridiculous. Thank you.
0: Um, I have my number. I have my number. No- go ahead, Dan. What's what, what are you thinking? How many?
1: I'm gonna say since 1989. I'm gonna say it was
0: seven. Seven. Uh, we're gonna ask our peanut gallery. Uh, peanut gallery, Ryan. What do you got? bryce okay bryce wasn't listening thank you bryce for even being here cam seven Seven. hey that's what dan said seven is what dan <laughs> said so there you go um my, my number i was going to go with was nine uh which uh you know basically means if it's more then it's dan if it's less than it's me um uh dan i'm sure you know the most recent one dan
1: yeah, the most recent one was Draymond. Yeah, so yes, Draymond
0: Green. In 2012. Picked the number 35. And
2: pick. he was just one of 18. 18? 18. All- 18. All-stars to oh. not be picked in the first round. Do you have, do you have a list of I all list? I have, have a them? list, yes. Uh, the first one Go, was... Go, hit me
0: a year, and let's see if we can try and figure some of What these. was the first one at 89? 80, okay, can you reverse reverse the year? Fine. <laughs>
2: 2011, <laughs> the this run wide before. Draymond.
0: 2011, what
2: team? Um... He was drafted by the Kings.
0: Drafted by the Kings. Oh, geez.
2: Is that when he... I don't know. I thought he was, now fun. he does not play for the Kings anymore.
0: I wouldn't assume he does. Okay. Well, this isn't fun. Yeah. Never mind. I thought this would be a fun thing where we're trying... To, who is it? Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah? Oh, other Isaiah Thomas. I, Thomas. If, that makes if sense. We
1: had, if we had more time, I don't want to, to ruin our listeners by having us think through, uh, but yeah, I, I think we have more talent with a
2: couple. But what what are give here, Do some highlights for some guys? Uh, Marcus Saul is one. Paul Millsop is a big one, and Kyle Corver. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Kyle Corver, Mo Williams, Nick Van Exel, Gilbert there we go. Gilbert Arenas are is one, isn't he? Um yeah, Gilbert Arenas, of course. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh two thousand one. Um Cliff Rob. Cliff Rob Cliff Robertson was the And first I'm one. really upset I didn't get Cedric Sabolis. I should have gotten Cedric and I shouldn't know who that one. Um All right, cool. Well, we've done our trivia. Now we need to get to hit, if it hits, I'm a genius. Last week, I said that J.R. Smith would get thrown out of a game trying to bait Draymond into his uh, punishment. Uh, It was actually LeBron who baited Draymond into his punishment, and J.R. was a good boy. He he sat still, and he was fine. So, no points awarded there. Uh, Dan, what was yours?
1: So, last week, uh, I had said, if it hits, I'm a genius, Draymond Green will have two triple doubles in the NBA Finals. He was close. He especially tried hard in Game Seven, but did not quite get there.
0: Super doubles, so not a genius. Not a genius. Dover thought that the uh, Warriors would blow multiple double point uh, leads, but instead they blew a
2: bigger lead. Instead, they
0: blew a three-one lead in the finals. So, uh, in uh, in one way, he was kind of right. Yeah, don't uh, don't give it. Not quite a genius. Uh, this coming week, we have the draft. We got some big stuff going on there. I have my first. If it hits, I hope you guys are ready. Um, my if it hits, I'm a genius. I believe that the Celtics will take every single one of their picks. They're not. They have like seven this year. Wow. They're gonna take them all. And you know why? Because I think I think other GMs are afraid to make deals with Danny Ainge because he absolutely. Swindled the Brooklyn Nets, and I think everyone's too afraid, really too afraid to make an, a deal. with Danny Ainge, they're going to take every one of their picks. Dan, what do you think?
1: So my if it hits on the genius, uh, Thursday night the Marcus Cousins will
0: be traded from the Sacramento. Please, uh, please, deal. Yes. I like it. I, I like it. Free I'm going to give you a yes. Three teamer. It's going to be a three team deal.
1: I don't know
0: who it's going to be involving, but I'm saying three team deals. DeMarcus Cousins will no longer be on the Sacramento Kings. Love it. That'll be big. Love it. Dover, our favorite time.
2: Um, First rounds. I think there are going to be over ten international players taken.
1: Wow. Whoa. Wow.
0: That's so many. I can think of like one, two, three, four. I can think of like five that I might think of in the first. That's amazing.
1: Oh, yeah. Ten. If it hits, I'm a A genius. Remember that. No kidding. That's right. That's right. A lot of drafts and stash. I
0: like it. All right. Well, watch the draft to find out whether or not we're right, and we will talk about that next week. In the meantime, you can find us on Twitter uh, at hack underscore uh underscore chat. Uh, You can find us on Gmail at hackachatcast at gmail.com. You can find myself on Twitter at cleep3. Dover is on Twitter at jtdperk. Dan is not on Twitter still. He'll get there eventually, I think. Um, Maybe. We'll see. uh, We have our SoundCloud, our iTunes, our... um, Jeez, I don't have the list in front of me. Google Play, Stitcher, we're on all of those. Rate, review, subscribe, please. Make sure you check out thegamehouse.com. They are killing it over there with a bunch of their different writers. All all sorts of sports you could find. They are talking about it. We had a lot of fun with our buddy Robert Haynes over there. Uh, check out thegamehouse. dot com, and you can find a you bunch know, of our stuff over there. Uh, let's see, what else Chup, do we have? There? I think Chup, that's Chup, just you know, about it. No, oh, Tim Pachetelli, go to his Chup, SoundCloud. Chup, um, yeah, Dan, Chup, you're saying my name Chup, a lot. Yes, um, yes, sir. Uh,
1: yes, I am. You try to get your attention because mm-hmm. you know we try. We tell everybody we're going to talk hoops and Harold Meyer, and we're at the end of the show, and we're at the end of basketball season, and now we've got all of this free time. Uh, we talk about Harold Miner. We even got. We even went short tonight. And I even put it into the notes, especially. Hey, we're going to go a little short tonight, but we can fill some of the time with Harold Miner talk. Harold Miner talk? Yes.
0: Yes, I guess. Pull I whatever. Audience. I mean, fine. Stupid. Whatever.
1: Hold the audience.
0: Harold Miner talk. Do you guys want to listen to our Harold Miner talk? No, Seeley didn't even yeah, respond. Yeah, no guys, response. I think. Nothing at all. They don't care. <laughs> all right, but yeah, I that's think what, that's the wrong audience. We'll try and we'll try and fit the it right in. Audience. Our
1: audience wants Carol Meyer talk. So next week, eventually, I guess so. I guess guess
0: so, maybe. Uh, And until then, I need you guys to travel safe, be good to one another, and three, two, one, Fall out.